Please remember to watch your language. Look, I can't speak without swearing, and I've only got my grade 10, and I haven't had a cigarette since I've been arrested, and I'm ready to f***ing snap. So I'd like to make a request under the People's Freedom of Choices and Voices Act that I be able to smoke and swear in your courtroom. Because if I can't smoke and swear, I'm f***ed. The following programming may contain content that some listeners find offensive. If you are sensitive to foul language or explicit content, please turn your radio the f*** off now. You're listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. New time slot every Tuesday, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. Playing some punk rock music for your listening pleasure here on the radio waves and airwaves of CITR Radio 11.9 FM or CITR.ca as you wish. Yes, we just heard a song by the band called Anti-Flag. That was a song called Turncoat from their album The Terror State. Last Friday, Anti-Flag played the show, a wonderful show. They played the Terror State anniversary show. That was fantastic. That was magnificent. Energy, hits, power, happiness. Mwah. That was that was brilliant. And before the show, I got a chance to talk to Chris Number 2, the bassist of the band. And we did an interview which I will play uh, for you with a great, great pleasure. This interview will be done in two formats. Uh, today I will play you the audio version of that and this will be in a severely edited uh, version of the interview because I couldn't fit everything in um, 
one hour of um, radio air. But uh, there also will be, probably a couple of weeks later, I hope there will be a video version of the same interview, which will include the whole, the whole, the whole thing, the whole, the whole conversation with me and Chris. Uh, there was a lot of things uh, happening in this interview. That's why I decided to film that. So I hope you will enjoy that. But uh, today I will play you a little taste of that, a uh, little taste, like about an hour taste, uh, or what. Anyway, let's 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 start listening to Anti-Flag. Uh, this album, the um, uh, the Chair State, is one of my favorite albums of all time, and um, I was so happy that they did this anniversary tour. All right, let's let's start listening to a couple of tracks by Anti-Flag, and then we will get down to this interview, which I told you about. All right, let's check it out, and I would like to play you again one of my favorite tracks from this album called "Tearing Down the Borders." This is Anti-Flag on Rocket from Russia. Hey, what's up? This is Chris number two from the band Anti-Flag, and you're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR in Vancouver, BC. Peace.
hello, hello, you're listening to the radio station CITR, and this is weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim, and today's show is fully focused on my interview with Chris number two of the band called Anti-Flag. We just heard their song called Tearing Down the Borders uh, from their uh, album uh, The Terror State, which they performed in entirety um, on uh, Friday at the venue uh, March 13th. That was fantastic. All right, uh, let's do it. Let's start with the first part of my conversation uh, with Chris number two, and obviously we started off the conversation with the topic of... Uh, um, of their tour and uh, and the show they played the 10 year anniversary not the I think it's 12 year anniversary right now of their anyway anniversary of their album called The Terror State this is part number 1 of my conversation with Chris number 2 of the band called Antiflag Welcome back to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's been long, six and a half years since the last time you played in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And more than ever, we're excited to see you play to The Terror State. Yeah, yeah. Um... I can't believe it's been that long. That's really crazy to hear. I suspected maybe two, three years that it's been, so... Um, I apologize. No, 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 you don't. It's all good, all good. <laughs> we'll try to be more prompt next time. Uh, this is the interview uh, for my radio show. The radio show is called Rocket from Russia. Okay. I am from Russia. I was born in Russia. I moved here. And I thought that to, for both of us to feel home, I would wear a jersey for this interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love this. And I think you will appreciate Yammer Jagger. <laughs> oh, it's Malkin. That's good. I was friend. hoping it would be Jagger. No, my friend. No, my friend. It's, I, I always like to uh, um, think about, like, because I'm a product of Mary Lemieux and Yammer Jagger. Yeah. Like, that was what was happening in Pittsburgh at the time of me growing up. So I remember when Jagger was drafted, you know, from the Czech Republic and uh, uh, all the they call it Pittsburghese, which is like the accent of our, you know, Pittsburghers. And there's like, who's Yammer Jagger? Who's Jammer Jagger? So like all these, you know, funny ways to say it. Yeah. So uh, Malkin is actually my favorite player. So that's really... I thought it would be unfair apropos. if only me wearing a Malkin jersey. Okay. So I okay. decided that we will fix that problem. Okay, I love this. And then oh, we'll yeah, we wear yeah, one more yeah, as well. Okay, good. Yeah, this yeah. is a small present for you, man. Really? This for you? I get to have this? Yeah, this is for you. This is amazing. I, um, I, I love it. Look at that. Do you feel at home? Yeah, yeah I do. I do. Um, I actually uh, I need one of these because we're away from home and yeah. you know I'm missing games while we're away so this is good for me good thing if you came to Canada yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> hey if nothing else I got a shirt out of the deal uh, let's talk a little bit about the anniversary tour yeah. the terror state you have been playing for more than 20 years and when we hear anti-flag we know exactly how you guys sound you have a, your own style you have your own uh, genre you, you, we know how you sound but in my opinion the terror state was the album that defined the classic anti-flag sound uh, of course you know we had the five previous full albums yeah, yeah. before that uh, and they sounded like anti-flag but this is the album which solidified your side what do you agree yeah yeah very much so i think that that's why we're playing it um it, it was kind of a two-fold thing like somebody was like oh you know that the, the terror state's over 10 years old and we were like man again time flies like just six and a half years since we've been to vancouver so um going through that and then looking at the politics of today and looking at uh, Barack Obama and the states dropping 
uh, drone strike after drone strike in Iraq and Afghanistan. It really brought home the politics of the Terror State album and, and all the work that the anti-war movement had done during the Bush era. And uh, it, it seemed apropos for us to start playing those songs. And then you go into celebrating the 20-year anniversary of the band and thinking about where we are now and how much doing the terror state and how much finding that sound and finding that way of mixing politics with our songs uh, really took shape with that record. And that, I think that you're absolutely correct that, um, that the terror state is the mile marker as to where we kind of began. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Your friend Tom Morello produced the album, yeah. and from what I understand... He didn't have much experience producing the full record before he started working with you. Yeah. Could you please tell how was experience working with them and what he brought to the table? Yeah, well, it was really interesting. Tom brought a few things that we had no like uh, no knowledge of, you know. So he 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 was well versed in the field of recording and finding the right engineer. So he found this guy Nick Dedia to to get the sounds for us, and that was like really huge. We had somebody like before it was just we set up the shitty instruments that we had and we played and we recorded. You know, this is the first time having somebody say like. Well, what about if on this song we change the guitar sound? You know, what if Turncoat opens with an acoustic guitar? What you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. those were things that Tom was really like pushing us. Accordion. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 exactly. So um, there's some there's some new sounds, and then even going to post-war breakout, he changed the beat to it. He uh-huh. you know he was like, I think it needs to have more of a groove, and we toyed around with that. So um, so he was acting like a proper producer. Yeah, he the songs he helped. Yeah, you to... it was interesting because since then we've worked with several producers who haven't had maybe the overall vision that Tom had where Tom was kind of hands off in the studio it was all about before we went in Uh and then he went in and then he's like I trust Nick go in with Nick and just make it Uh and so where normally it's the opposite you don't work with anybody while you're writing the songs and then when you're in the studio somebody's like let's change this let's change this and then by that point you're in love with them and you're fighting together Uh you know so I think that that's where having Tom who was in a band who was able to see it from the perspective of a band member that really helped the production side of things and that really helped somebody like saying like let's work on these things before we start recording so that we're not married to those ideas before we get there and uh, uh, that was kind of a crucial part of that process and subsequently like working with producers you know we haven't had that fruitful of an experience as we've had with Tom uh, up until this newest record working with, uh, we, we just finished an album, it's called American Spring and uh, we had the similar thing where it was like, before we went into the studio, we did the work with the producer and then when you go in, you're kind of free just to make the songs how they are that's interesting because I talked to several fat bands yeah. and this is the way Fat Mike works I talked to Flatliners yeah. Cavalcade yeah. before he went to their jam and said this, is, this song is too long yeah, 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 cut it in yeah, half yeah. <laughs> so I guess like, the legendary people work like this yeah yeah. I think, that, I think that that's from the perspective of being in a band exactly. you know, whereas when you're a producer you don't necessarily have time when producer is your only job exactly. you don't necessarily have time to go and be with bands before they record for that long so because you're blocked out 
the entire time yeah. they're recording, you know. So it's it's called it's considered pre-production to do that work before you record, but that tends to be the most valuable time because that's when you're your most creative. You're you're writing and you're going and you're going, and then when somebody's like, "What well, do we try this? Why don't we try this?" Like that really helps at that moment versus being in the studio and trying to change things on the fly, and you're looking at the clock and you're like, "Time is money, and this is expensive, yeah, yeah, and this yeah. is yeah." Hello, hello, you're listening to the radio station CITR. This is weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim and I'm playing today my interview with Chris number two of the band called Anti-Flag. They played last Friday in Vancouver. Uh, we just heard a song called 
post-war breakout by anti Flag, and obviously that was one another track from the album called The Terror State, which the band played in their entirety. Okay, let's keep the good pace going and let's move on to the second part of the uh, interview where we continued our conversation about the process of recording uh, The Terror State, uh, the album by the anti Flag. Here it is, for conversation uh, part number two, uh, Chris number two of anti Flag. Speaking of Tom Morello, do you know what is the connection between Tom Morello and Chris number two besides working on Terror State and being good friends? Oh my gosh, what is the connection? You played in a band called... Whatever it takes. He has whatever a song it takes. Yeah, on yeah. his guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I, he, he has no recollection of that band. <laughs> that was pure coincidence. He didn't bring it up. No, it was pure coincidence. Pure coincidence. Yeah. But people sent that to me. They're like, uh, "Does he? Have, has he ever heard he's it?" He's a fan. It's like, no, he's never. <laughs> yeah, never heard it. All music was recorded at the independently owned and operated venue Skate Park and recording studio known as Mr. Small's Theater. Could you please? tell the story of this place and why did you decide to record there? Yeah, um, and it's actually interesting because we just played a Taylor State show there at the theater uh, in Pittsburgh, so kind of came full circle with that. But uh, we have some friends and there's a, like arguably the most popular band out of Pittsburgh is this band called Rusted Root. They have that song, Send Me I'm Away, On My Way. It was in that movie Ice Age, which is a great movie. Uh, But anyways, uh, uh, they, uh, one of the, uh, the woman from that band and her husband uh, bought this old church in Pittsburgh, and they turned it into a venue. Uh-huh. And then right down the street had a skate park, and subsequently, they had a child together. And the child was around music and skateboarding, and so and now he's like a sponsored skateboarder, like doing really great stuff. So it's interesting to see somebody grow up in that atmosphere. But um, we went into it when it was brand new, so. It was like going into an old, rotting church and recording an album. So Pat recorded the drums in the like where the pews were at one point and were, were since removed. And we were all the way up in the rectory where the priest sleeps. Uh-huh. And that's where we were recording, and he was all the way down. So we had a camera on him <laughs> and like a little TV, and we could see him, but he couldn't see us. And we could hear him, and he'd be like, I think there's ghosts in here. And we're like, just shut up and play it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a, it was a really cool experience. And um, the venue and studio have gone on to like buy another building in another part of town, and that's where they run the studio out of now. And where we recorded Terror State is now specifically uh, just the music venue. But we wrote all the songs in what's now the backstage room of that club, and you know we rented it as a practice space for fifty dollars a month or something. Uh-huh. And, we, and we wrote the whole thing there. And then we recorded it in the church floor. I did bass in the church as well, so I was down there by myself playing bass. And it's, it was scary. Yeah, it? yeah. So, sounds yeah. But it made you work faster because you wanted to get the hell out of it. <laughs> Could we tell the story and the idea behind inviting Rachel, Justin's niece, to be on the cover art of the, yeah. of the album? Um, what's really funny is we had the concept for it. And then we we asked a few people, and we couldn't find anyone to do it because everyone was like, "No way, I'm letting my kid get dressed up or get shot on the inside." And then so Justin's sister was like, ah, "We'll let Rachel do it." Yeah, <laughs> so Rachel did it, and no regrets. 
No regrets. She's all grown up now, and um, I, see, I think it's really funny to see her come to the show. And uh, you know, and we uh, we are meeting some kids at uh, at the merch table after the show. And Rachel was there, and I was like, "That's her." And like, they were like, "No way!" It's like, "Yeah, the record's twelve years old. She's grown a lot." <laughs> yeah. On the volume three of Twenty Years of Hell single series, you recorded the song "Wake Up" from the Terror State, yeah. and the new version is quite different from the version from Terror State. Yeah. From playing those songs over the past 12 years, uh, did you make any significant changes to any other songs, and uh, will you surprise us tonight? Yeah, um, I think the only other one that got um, a big change is When You Don't Control Your Government. Uh-huh. We kind of straightened out the beat and the chorus, because I felt like it was really robotic. Um, and and like that's like sometimes that's like the way things work in the studio versus the way things work in the live setting, you know? Uh, because in the studio, you can get away with all those, like, there's, like, a lot of individual hi- hi-hat beats and a lot of individual kick drum beats, but they just get lost, you know? And, and, and uh, we don't play to a click track or we don't have any backtracks or anything like that happening when we play live. It's just the four of us. So, um, so that song got a little bit straightened out in the chorus. But other than that, we tried really hard to play them pretty true to the, uh-huh, to the to, record. To um, uh, but we do play Wake Up very similar to the new way. To the new yeah, way, yeah. Because yeah. it's quite different. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the I, tempo, even yeah. like different parts. There's a small part, a slow part in the original. Exactly. This one is much faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we tried to. Um, uh, I thought it was like a really cool experience doing the 20 Years of Hell thing. Yes. It was in our own studio, and we kind of had the liberty to, to, to play. Like, Wake Up was a song we never played live, I had never played it. And then it was like, we're going to open it up now. 12 years later and see what it sounds like and 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 it's kind of inspired all of this stuff so uh, i think that's really cool
Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the radio station CITR, the weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia, and we just heard that new version of a song called Wake Up, uh, which Antiflag re-recorded for their t- 20 Years of Hell um, single series that was from volume number three. All right, my friends, let's move on to the part number three of our conversation, and in this conversation we uh, d- discussed uh, Antiflag's connection and uh, Chris' connection to Vancouver, and a little bit of a food conversation, if you wish. Alright, this is part number three of my conversation with Chris number two of the band called Antiflag. Here it is. Chris, I know you like a restaurant called Edgar Tacos, located in Pittsburgh on the 21st Avenue in the Strip. How good is this place? <laughs> this place is amazing. That's so funny that you have this. That's incredible. So, um, what's really great is that these are his old signs, okay? Uh-huh. And they say Edgar's, I don't know if you can see, has an apostrophe S. That's funny. Uh, but his new sign just says Edgar Tacos, <laughs> which is very funny to me because it's, it's just Edgar Tacos. Uh, but Edgar's great, and he, uh, uh, that's... Uh, uh, his hibiscus tea, which is delightful. I heard this one is strawberry, isn't it? Yeah, there's a strawberry one. There's a strawberry yeah, in there. Yeah, there's a hibiscus tea. And there's some holy fuck yeah. hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. But he has like really good vegan tacos and burritos, yeah. I heard that you especially like uh, soy chorizo burritos. Have you yeah. tried it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have a cool band in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada called Needles and Pins. Okay. One of the best bands in town. Okay. The drummer from the bands runs the vegetarian burrito shop really? and in order to compare Edgar and Macy <laughs> I brought you guys some oh burritos to check it out okay 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 so we have to compare absolutely okay and then not I don't have to eat these all right now is this no, no 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 <laughs> We'll do the a contest timer. later. <laughs> but then, they also, just to continue the local theme, I know that you guys like juices, so I brought you the oh, yeah. cold-pressed juices to chase yes. that stuff. This is incredible. And then, you know, if you like that, if you like them, maybe you can enjoy the shirt, which says, the Budges Burritos, this is the name of the place, yeah, yeah. and the logo of one of your favorite oh. bands. That's amazing. It's for you, small gift. Are you kidding? No. This is the best interview I've ever done. <laughs> Do you know what is the connection between Antiflag and Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Okay. Um, I hope that it. I hope that it's not more food. Okay. <laughs> not food related. Oh. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah, DBS. Yes. Yeah, you had this. This is amazing. This is great. I mean. Um, when I was a kid, before I joined anti yeah, like yeah. I loved this record, and, I, and that's probably why I don't have the CD because I <laughs> took, it with, to me. Yeah, took yeah. it with me everywhere I went. Yeah, um, but this song, um, this DBS song, David O is a Nazi. Uh-huh. Are you familiar yeah, with this yeah, song? Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. I actually, um, I've probably ripped that song off like five or six times. <laughs> I keep trying to re- rewrite it over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Jesse, who, who was singer of a band, he's now a mega producer. Yeah. He produces music. He's very successful. He was, was, he, was he in um, Hot Hot Heat? Which members of... Someone from DBS ended up in Hot Hot Heat. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of Canadian music and local topic and your passion for hockey, yeah. there's one more gift for you. Do you know what this is? The Hanson Brothers. Hell yeah, I do. Yeah, this is great. I don't own this. 
This is awesome. All the songs are about hockey yep. and they're punk rock songs. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I, I have a Hanson Brothers record, but I don't have this one. And this is perfect because... We can listen to it on the way to Whistler. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you, are these guys, they're, so they're Vancouver? Yeah, they're, the, the main band is No Means No. They're yep. originally from Victoria, yeah. but now they live all over the place, BC. Yeah. But it's still like a local band. That's so rad. They play, more often they play No Means No, but sometimes they do Hanson Brothers shows. And yeah. Yeah, and it's extremely funny. They're funny people. They're yeah, very funny. Yeah. We've played with No Means No uh, somewhere along the line, a festival or something. This is awesome. David O. You're godless! I don't know a thing about being a hero. Don't fail to clutch, buddy, you're proven boy. Now it's not a long time ago. Cutscene! You can't make me! Fully in control! Don't break me! Fuck you! I want you! I think I'm gonna take it and dumb it down! About being brave, your idea of heroism is taking me to the fucking grave. Can't say, can't make me fully in control. Can't break me. Fuck you. I want you. I see the fucking thing that you tell me to do. You can't break my nose a thousand times. You can't even say or change my mind. You're thousands under me, and you will choke on the milk that I brought you. Can't say. Can't break me, fire in the trunk, don't break me, fuck you, I won't do, see the fucking thing that the tell me to do. Hello, hello, you are listening to CITR, Rocket from Russia is on air. We just heard a song by a local band, DBS, that was a song called David O is a Nazi, and that was from their split of anti-flag, uh, North America Sucks, that was the name of this uh, uh, split, and this uh, came out in 1996 on Nefer Records. Um, yeah, and I would like to thank my friend Kevin, uh, who landed me this compact disc for the interview. Uh, according to Kevin, there's only 1,000 copies printed of that, so it's relatively rare. Mm, 
item. And uh, Chris even said that he doesn't have, uh, he only has the, the case, but not the actual CD. So, uh, Kevin won. Chris number two of Antiflag, 0.5. I think that's the score. All right, let's move on to the next part of the uh, conversation where we um, discussed the, um, uh, all the different, uh, not even side projects, all the different projects where, where the bands invited Chris to sing as guest vocalists. And um, a little bit of um, apologizing because uh, when we were doing the interview, right in this moment, the opening band from Vancouver, BC, Child's Play, they started sound checking and there the sound is not perfect, but... To what I understand, you still can understand what uh, Chris was saying. All right, let's check out. This is the uh, part number four of our conversation, I believe. And we discussed all the songs which he was a part of as a guest vocalist. Here it is. You sang as a guest vocalist in a whole bunch of different bands. And yeah. uh, the next part of the interview will be about that. Yeah, I'm going to start charging for it. That's what I found out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Back in 2009, you participated in an extremely, extremely interesting project, and I would like to talk about this. It was called Bullet, uh, Bullet Treatment. Yeah, yeah. It was the project when the Tim from Rise Against, uh, yeah. Russ from Good Riddance, Johnny from Smiggin' Others, Thomas from Strike Anywhere, Steza from uh, Starfucking Hipsters and Love Tower Crack, and yourself got an instrumental, and you guys had to come up with the yeah. lyrics and even the structure of the song. Yeah. Um, so, here, let me talk to you about this for a second, because... They wrote to me, and they were like, hey, we want you to, to do this, and here's what it is. We just send you a song. Uh, you write the words. You write the melody, and then just send it back to us, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, who else are they going to get? Like, thinking, like, maybe, you know, they'd be getting some folks from their own town, and it wouldn't be a big deal, and like... And then they're like, yeah, and after I'd sent it in, they're like, Tim, Thomas, Sturge, and I was like... <laughs> Should I have worked a lot harder on <laughs> But I feel like Tim's song is the best. Yeah? Yeah, I think Tim's song is the best. I really love Thomas's. Thomas, yeah, it's good. Uh, Stiza. Stiza's is cool. He's looking his style. Yeah, I know, I know. This is cool. Um, but I was really honored that I got track one on the A-side. Yeah, you open it. Yes. You open it. You're like the hit single. Yeah, so I was like, hey, that's uh, at least mine, you know, maybe they're just like, let's get this over with. <laughs> no, 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 you did great. You yeah. did great. Yeah. Uh, last year, you participated in the, uh, the Bruce Lee band, uh, the new yeah. um, EP called Community Support Group, Tan and Depression. Yeah. And it was very interesting because you got a chance to work yeah. with uh, Jeff from the Bomb the music industry, Mike Park. And the interesting thing about the song that all All the parts are different. Yeah. You have your aggressive style. You have super catchy ska part from Mike Park. Yeah. And then you have a super outro bomb yeah, music yeah, industry yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, the song sounds organic. Could you please tell the story? How did you uh, experience working with them? Well, it was what was amazing was uh, so very similar to this yeah. where it just like arrived in my lap and they were like here's the song we don't have any words uh i think and like like jeff wrote me he's like i think these are mike's lyrics and like <laughs> like uh, most of them were like half of them were right <laughs> and then and then out of the blue mike park was like no I, i i wrote these words i want you to sing these and he said and i was like uh and, and i was like okay can i change this to this change this to this and he was like yeah that's awesome and so uh the email chain i actually saved it because it's very funny because then it's like jeff is like 
probably he wrote back three or four times. He's like, I can't believe Mike wrote lyrics like, <laughs> and that they're written down. Like, like, because he doesn't work that way. He just flies by the seat of his pants. So, um, so that was a really interesting thing to see the dynamic of those two guys who have worked together on so much stuff yeah. now. Uh, uh, to see it like kind of their funniness like in real life, but. Um, uh, the other thing that Jeff said, he told me not to listen to the bass playing. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like just don't listen to the bass playing. It's like, if we had time, I'd have you play that too. I'm, like, yeah. like, I'm not going to play that. But the it bass. turned out good. I, that's my favorite song on that. Beat. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, they still haven't sent it to me to tell you. <laughs> it's great. It sounds good, man. Okay, good. Great. Yeah, great. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear it when I eventually get it. Yeah. One of these days. Like I told you, I'm from Russia. Yeah. Guess which one will be the next question. Tarkani. You know it! <laughs> I have too much stuff. I'm <laughs> too fragile. <laughs> Could you please tell me? Because to yeah. me, that was unbelievable. It's such a good song. That was so... I was stressful. Because, like... How, how did it came out? Like, yeah, I, yeah, they sent... The, um, Let's tell the story so yeah, if people don't know. Yeah, it. so... Um, uh, political punk rock band uh, Tarakane. Yes. Yeah. Um, I always feel like I'm pronouncing it oh, wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. Uh, they came up to me at Zigit Festival. Uh-huh. Uh, they were there, in, which is in Budapest. Yeah. In Hungary. Yeah. And they had mentioned like, hey, um, we have this song. Here's our last record. How would you feel about singing in Russia? Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I can do it. And they're like, no, it's it's cool. We'll, we'll be we'll be really great about it. Like, and and they did. They they spelled it out phonetically. They did. And so I. Uh, uh, you know, I just went in and I just tried my best and I sent them a little bit and I was like, how's this? And they're like, oh no, it's, it's actually this way. And so like we went back and forth a little bit and then I think we got it to like a good sounding place. And then fast forward to, we played a festival together last year and in Russia, in Russia, in Krasnodar. Yeah. 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 And they said, come and sing it with us. And I was like, guys, I haven't thought about that since uh, like I've listened to it, but like the, to enunciate it is so difficult. So if you watch the video, like I leave out some words that I knew I wouldn't be able to get. <laughs> but that's just between us. Yeah. But yeah, but that's, that's my favorite Russian band. Yeah. And I was oh, so excited. They're awesome. Them. And, and they really like, uh, they, they have such good hearts and they, they, they care so much about their songs and their band and the punk scene there, which, yeah. you know, it, it's very difficult, uh, to, to, uh, take any type of stance and not be fearful of what may happen or not be fearful of the reaction it might might get. Not saying that everybody who sings against Putin is going to go to jail. That's obviously not the case, but to just put yourself out there, like, it's still, that's a radical notion. Whereas, like, you know, maybe here in Vancouver or, or in Pittsburgh, like, you can you can say what you want, and maybe a redneck or somebody will bitch at you. But like, there's more rednecks, it's seemingly, you know, over there. So, um, so I I I took a like, it felt really good to be a part of that project, and uh, and then to play that that song with them at the festival and see how excited people were about that song. Like, I was like, I I don't know everything that he's saying because they did translate the lyrics for me, but like, I you know, I maybe he was lying, yeah. <laughs>
Что бы ни случилось, буду молиться я, чтобы с нами были бог и полиция. That was тараканы. And that was song called Bog, Bog и полиция. That means translates God and police. And that was a song from uh, Maximum Happy Number One. Uh, that was an album by the band called Tarakane from Russia. And then uh, the opening track was by Bullet Treatment. Uh, that was that interesting project when the band Bullet Treatment sent out five uh, to five different uh, musicians, just an instrumental, and they had to come up with their lyrics and they even structured the song. And every single song turned out differently, different structures, different choruses. Interesting. So we heard Chris's version. His one was, was called Cold War Free, and the song in the middle, the ska song, uh, was by the Bruce Lee Band, which features Mike Park of Asian Man Records, and uh, Jeff uh, from the Bomb the Music Industry. He helped him record this project, and so this song features all three members: Mike, Jeff, and Chris. Number two, um, uh, that was a song called Tanning Depression, and that was uh, from the brand new EP uh, Community Support Group, which uh, came out last year. And yes, all right, my friends, almost done. Let's uh, listen quickly to the final part of our conversation. In this conversation, we talk a little bit about uh, the uh, Russian tribute to Antiflag and about Spaz Deconstruction Party. This is the final part of my conversation with Chris of Antiflag. Okay, speaking of Russia and Antiflag. Yeah. Oh yeah. So could you please tell the story how they like this album? Yeah. Um, I listened to this a couple times. So this is a Russian tribute to Antiflag. I couldn't believe how many songs they covered yeah. and how many bands there were. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight bands. Twenty-eight songs. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a good set list. Tima from Tarakane sings on one of the songs. He does the one trillion dollars. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 That's yeah. Him. yeah. That's him from Tarakane. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, this is a cool thing. Um, there was like, we've got a lot, like a big connection to Russia. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we've been there five times, and every time we go, we we are really taken back by how warm and welcoming they are and how again like the political punk scene there is a real scene and it's a real community and, and that's like something we don't take for granted in 2015 like it's very easy to just spike your hair or put on a shirt or do whatever like to actually live it it's it's a much harder task and uh and and i feel like so many members of that community are actually true believers and, and that's something we don't we don't take lightly and um the first time we were scheduled to come to russia justin broke his collarbone and uh it happened at a show in norwich and there was this kid his name was james and he and he was like fighting or something and Justin dove after him to break it up and fell and broke his collarbone and we had to cancel the Russian dates and at the end of the show people were chanting fuck you James you know and uh, which was kind of funny you know and so the first show we play in Russia we arrive and we're walking down the street and like just kind of sightseeing yeah, yeah. and we see some punk kids and one of the kids is wearing a shirt that says fuck you James and I just like I look at Justin I was like look at that kid's shirt and so he went over the keys like can i have your shirt <laughs> so they traded shirts and i think he still has it but like that was our first experience being there and it was like just how funny like the you know the the kid who canceled the russian show made it all the way if that kid only knew you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah so i thought that was pretty funny 
And uh, you joined the band uh, in uh, a new kind of army. That was your yeah. favorite album. The second album was Underground Network. Yeah. There's a song called uh, Spaz Deck Construction Party. Yeah. Were you at that party when Spaz? Yeah. His birthday party, they decided to declare him dead and he spent the whole party in the coffin. <laughs> no, I wasn't at that party. What? No. There no. was this party. Yeah. On his birthday, he decided to declare him dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spaz is so amazing. Uh, he's actually a great artist too. He, he makes a lot of really great art. Um, I wish I wish that uh, more people knew about Spaz because I think he'd be famous, you know. And, That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> That's all I'll say. But um, the song Spaz's House is Destruction Party, uh, there's a lot of lies in it. Yeah? Yeah, because it happened in 92, not in 93. But 92 doesn't rhyme with punk rock scene. <laughs> so <laughs> I think Justin took a lot of liberties with the lyrics in that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so much. That was a pleasure. This Thanks, man. Thanks, thank, thank you, guys.
Hello, hello, hello! That was weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia, and that was Antiflacto Spaz uh, House Deconstruction Party. That was the name of the song. Uh, thank you so much for listening. That was Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Chris number two of Antiflac. I have uh, swallowed the morning after show is already in the house, and I have to wrap up really, really quick. Really quickly, I'll mention a couple of shows. Uh, March 21st on Saturday, Mr. Plow is playing at the Pat's Pub, uh, the Scum element, a fucking unicorns and the the tarlerks. This this show is happening on Saturday at March 21st. Mr. Plow's coming back to Vancouver, British Columbia, and then the Valentines they are leaving on their Pacific Northwest tour on uh, the very very soon. And on March 18th, uh, they are this is uh, that's tomorrow. They're playing the show at Hinderburg. They're playing at Little Wild and special surprise guests. I have a couple of tickets to give away to this show: 604-822-2487. And while the song is playing, and this will be it for today. So if you'd like to go and check out the Ballantyne's before they leave on a super tour, 604-822-2487. And I'd like to finish the song of the show, the, the song by the Ballantyne's, the track called Sikos, and this uh, song, they have just a brand new video for the song, which should be pre- premiered uh, on internet very, very soon, maybe even today. The Ballantyne's Sikos, they are playing at uh, March 4, uh, 18th at uh, Hinderburg, uh, 604-822-2487. That was Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. This is the Valentine's.
Welcome to the show. You're listening to CITR 11.9 FM. This is the morning after show. The legend of High John the Conqueror. Hey, John the Conqueror, grown on the sunny side. I've heard about you from people of a healing kind. People of a healing kind, this is your name I need to call. If I'm sick or down in trouble or need anything at all So I went on a mighty highway byway grind I'm dancing on the roadside Guess who did I find? I said, hey man, what's your name? And he said, think about it, think about it Cause truth is always the same Truth is always the same Living and loving Truth is always the same Living and loving The rest is insane Living and loving The rest is insane Yet John the Conqueror was nowhere to be found so I ask about him, people of a mystic kind People of a mystic kind, they said he's no secret at all If you broke her down and out, or need anything at all Anything at all So I travel world around me, I went back inside And dancing on my ribs, I guess, guess what did I find? I said, hey man, what's your name? And he said, think about it, think about it is always the same Cure is always the same Let 